Okay, folks. Well, we have a special guest here on the Talk uh, Heal by Nature podcast. We have the 2015 Ring of Honor top prospect, former Chaotic Wrestling heavyweight champion, and one of the hottest free agents on the market, Donovan Dijak. How are you doing today, Donovan? I am doing extremely well. How are you? I'm not doing too bad, thank you. Well, let's get in here. You're a New England native. You earned your master's degree in criminal justice while training to become a pro wrestler. Give us a brief rundown on how you ended up breaking into the pro wrestling business while working with Brian Fury at the Chaotic Training Center. Uh, well, basically, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I started in uh, 2012 um, at the, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, formerly the Chaotic Training Center, but now it's the New England Pro Wrestling Academy under Brian Fury. And uh, Warbeard Hansen was also one of the head trainers there at the time. Um, basically, I, I uh, you know, in 2012, I, I had just started my my first uh, my first full time job uh, post college, um, and and once I kind of you know did some research on the business, I, I found out that there was a school, a very reputable school in my area, only about an hour drive away from where I was living at the time. So uh, I I realized that it was a uh, a realistic possibility in my life, so I, I kind of weighed the pros and cons of it. I determined that it was a it was an avenue that I wanted to pursue, so I did. And while you were working with Brian, what other uh, names that maybe the people out there were also training under him at the time? Training under him? Yeah. Um. I mean, he he's he he trained uh, more notable people before I was there. He he's uh, responsible for a, a majority of the training of uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Oni Lorkin. Um, since I've been there, uh, it's uh, been myself, uh, Mikey Webb, my my tag partner, um, my former tag partner. Um, a, a few other sporadic names. I'm sure I'm forgetting some along the way, but but we always have you know guys coming and going from the school. That's that's uh, you know specifically the people that that Brian Fury as a head trainer. He's only been a head trainer for about five or six years now. So okay, going from there, then uh, in 2014, you ended up with Ring of Honor at their Future of Honor two show. How did that come about from you? going from, uh, say, the Chaotic uh, shows all the way up to Ring of Honor? It was through their tryout system. Um, they, they do a, a tryout seminar uh, event every, I don't know, it's usually every three or six months, something like that. So I ended up going to a few of those. Um, after the, the second one is when there was a sort of invested interest in me and that's when I, I made my way onto the, the future of honor Two show. And, uh, after that I just, I, I stayed in touch. I kept doing, uh, uh, ring crew events for them and, and things like that until ultimately I ended up getting the, the call uh, to be in the, the top prospect tournament in 2015. Okay. So now getting into something a little bit more recent in the last month or so, you have been wrapping up independent dates with some of the companies that you hold near and dear to you. So tell us about some of those appearances, especially those in the Northeast scene, um, you know, especially with Chaotic Wrestling, uh, things like that. Yeah, it was really awesome experiences with all those companies. 
I got you know much better receptions and, and send offs than I than I ever would have expected from uh, Chaotic Wrestling, Limitless Wrestling, Northeast Wrestling, um, Beyond Wrestling, uh, Wrestle Circus in Texas. So I you know I'm 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 just thankful for the reception that I got. The fans have been super supportive and, uh, and appreciative, and the the uh, the owners of the company, the the bookers, the the ever everybody involved in the production aspect of, of all those companies have been, uh, you know, super supportive of of me along my my journey, so to speak. So uh, so I'm I'm very grateful for those experiences. I'm thankful for the the matches against uh, you know top quality uh, uh, competitors and. Uh, you know, it's it was it was a wonderful time, and I'm I'm looking forward to sort of finishing it up at at uh, PWG uh, next weekend. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about PWG in a minute here, but you also worked um, the Progress Wrestling Show in New York. I believe it was on the 12th of August. Um, there was a little bit of controversy regarding the venue of the show that night. I'm not sure if you were aware of that, but there was reports that it was extremely hot and also oversold as far as the gate goes can you speak on any of those statements from your perspective uh well i can tell you that it was hot <laughs> it was it was definitely very hot um it was it was a big building so i i would suspect that they probably haven't run into that issue too too often so there's no way we could have sort of expected that but but whatever was going on with the with the the uh the ventilation i, I know it was a hot summer day so obviously that didn't help at all but yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty hot in the building. I mean, it it wasn't like uh, to to a point of of uh, like I I wouldn't consider it uh, unsafe or anything like that. Like I, I've I've been in hotter situations outside. You know, it it wasn't like it was 120 degrees or anything like that. But it but it it was hotter than in, than a you know any any show that I had I'd been on. Uh, in, in recent memory, I, I couldn't put a number to it. I, I'd say it was probably around a hundred degrees in there, but I mean, you know, sometimes it's a hundred outside, so you kind of deal with it. Um, no, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying just from some of the fans reports that night, um, there was reports that like they ran out of water within the first hour and that, you know, a few people fainted. And I'm just talking from the fans perspective that there was, uh, uh, and it was also oversold, so I, I I don't know if that was maybe it's just something from a fan's perspective there that maybe some of the workers didn't realize. Sure, I I mean I I, I heard something about the water. I, I didn't see it myself, um, so I, I can't speak to that. Uh, I also heard someone fainted. I mean I, I've I, I I've been at lots of shows where where there's there's issues with fans so you know you you can never quite quite be sure why something like that happened if it, if it was from the heat that's you know unfortunate I, I, i'm not sure um like if if i want to place blame necessarily on anyone or anything obviously this wasn't something that was uh foreseen as 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 as, as being a uh, a possibility you know um I'm, I'm not sure whether the the building has had issues like this before i know certainly the the promoters of progress didn't had probably weren't super familiar with the building that are from this country so, mm-hmm. so I, I can't imagine that they expected but I, I think the troubleshooting that night was was in full effect i think everyone was doing it as, as best they can 
Um, I mean, I, I had to wrestle a 15 minute match in a, in a ring and, um, it was, it was certainly hot and I was, I was sweating a ton, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, we, we do our best and, uh, you know, I, everybody, everybody came out of it sort of unscathed, um, uh, for the most part, except for TK, of course, who mm-hmm. kind of twisted his ankle the wrong way. But, uh, but it, it was a great event. Um, I don't, I don't know whether it was oversold or not. I know there was a ton of people there. And it made the atmosphere super exciting. So, I mean, I, I, I view that as a positive. Um, I, I, I can't speak to whether or not the, 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 the capacity of the building was, was at issue or anything like that. But, uh, but I know there was a ton of people there. And, and it was, it was a, even though, you know, it had its sort of stops and starts throughout the night, mm-hmm. I know it, was, it was a very memorable event for me. So, I, I was excited to be there. I know uh, a, lo- a lot of the fans were excited to be there, and the promotion was excited to be there as well. So, so even there, even though there were some some complications and some reported complications, I, I, I viewed the night overall as a success. And as far as the backstage atmosphere with the Progress guys, and um, you know some of the other independent stars, say from um, the states, how was like uh, the backstage atmosphere? You know, mingling with some of the guys from overseas. It was awesome. I mean, I, I'm I'm around a lot of those guys a lot. You know, I've been on a Progress show and and some other UK shows recently. Uh, a lot of those guys are are floating around here lately. So so you know we've we've become friendly. Uh, some of the some of those guys I've I've met for the first time. Some of them I've I've met a you know a million times. Uh, you know, one of my one of my good friends. Um, you know, Keith Lee was in the back. I'm I'm always around him and and Riddle and and. Uh, uh, you know, I spent time in Germany with Walter, so I was familiar with pretty much everyone there. But I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd met a few guys for the first time, um, so so that was exciting too. You know, it's it's like any other pro wrestling show. There's a lot of guys I know, and some some that I'm meeting for the first time. But everybody's ultimately, you know, super respectful, and and it's it's nice to get to know everyone. And I understand the night before, um, Pete Dunn was uh, he, he was busted open. And I guess he was supposed to work that night as well. Um, was from what I hear, I don't know if you would know that the WWE actually pulled him from that show. Do you know anything about that? I know absolutely nothing about that, unfortunately. Just, Sorry. Just throwing it out there since you were there. Um, yeah. Going back to just the indie scene in general, um, I do like to ask some guys here. You know, obviously there's a lot of ups in the indie scene, but then there's also the downs and uh you know without mentioning any names do you have any kind of like uh i'm not going to say horror stories but any interesting stories just working along the scene uh you know for the last four or five years um i'm not going to ask for any names or for you to throw anybody under the bus but um you know sometimes it's interesting to hear you know what i mean like some of the situations that you guys have to go go through that the fans may not even realize that you know you had to do this in order to you know entertain them that night yeah i'm trying i'm trying to think of some i mean a lot of the most negative stuff in in pro wrestling doesn't really happen in the ring usually it happens trying to get to the ring like traveling and mm-hmm. stuff you know, it's your typical boring sort of like plane delayed stories and, and things like that. Uh, nothing super exciting. I mean, every time I'm in the ring, you know, it, it, I, I, I like to study and do my homework um, a lot of the time, if if necessary, especially if I'm unfamiliar with the guy that I'm wrestling. Um, sometimes you're you're wrestling, you know, the the best wrestlers in the world, 
but but sometimes you're you're brought into a promotion to 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 try and elevate you know one of their guys, a, a local guy or whatever it ha- happens to be. So when that happens, you know I'm I'm familiar with the situation, and uh, as a as a, a professional, you know I, I try to react and and treat uh, the situation accordingly. So you know even if I'm in there with a guy with with not a ton of experience or or, or whatever it happens to be. You know, I'm prepared for that situation. So, so there, there's never really a situation where I feel like I'm in the ring and I'm, uh, you know, at risk of anything or uh, or that I'm, I'm, you know, with with something that's going to generate some sort of horror story. Because I, I ultimately, at the end of the day, I know what situations I'm being put in, and I, I try to treat and react to them accordingly. So that so that way, I can I can never, uh, you know, be a uh, uh, in a in a situation where something unexpected happens, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be accidents and, and things like mm-hmm. that. But I, I try to take uh, as much precaution as possible to make sure that that I can both uh, get the most out of my opponent, no matter what uh, what level they're at, and that I can uh, you know also uh, put myself in a in a in a in a positive situation. At the same time, you know, you know, we were talking about guys who maybe. Uh, a bit green, but there's also some vets out there who continue to run the scene who may be, I, I don't want to say past their prime, but their in-ring ability is not totally there. Um, I, like, have you been in a situation where maybe you've had to work with somebody who maybe just, you know, couldn't do it as much as they used to? No, not, I'm, that's hard to say. I mean, yeah, there, there's guys who are older who obviously are, you know, past their athletic prime or whatever, but but no one's ever been like unprofessional with me or anything like that. I mean, I, everyone's heard the stories of like the older guys like beating up the the younger guys or the green guys or whatever it happens to be. I, I've I've been fortunate uh, in that that's never really happened to me. Um, I, I I would suspect that part of that happens to be that I'm you know a fairly big guy, mm-hmm. so even even as a as a as a, a, a green wrestler and inexperienced wrestler, I was, you know, never really the, the guy who sort of got taken to, to task by, by older mm-hmm. wrestlers because they knew that I could probably handle myself for real if, if need be. Um, so, I, you know, n- not that I would expect that I've wrestled anyone who would have done that regardless, but uh, it, for me, it, it's never really come up. It's never really been an issue. And, um, Every guy knows their limitations. If you if you've been a professional wrestler long enough to uh, to be able to um, to be able to you know have digressed in the business, then you're you've been in the business long enough to know what your uh, limitations are at that point. So I I think most of those guys are pretty upfront about it, pretty straightforward about it, and and we we you know work accordingly. Okay. Well, speaking of, you know, the whole uh, generation gap, as some people call it, uh, I'm sure you're well aware of, um, you know, social media and the whole Rip Rogers dive statements and Randy Orton got involved and a number of indie wrestlers got involved. Uh, What's your take on the whole newer generation of stars versus older generation? You know, sometimes people can butt heads. Uh, A lot of people right now talking about guys like Joey Ryan, uh, talking about, you know, different situations, Young Bucks. Uh, and then there's, you know, obviously the vets who, you know, say things like, oh, no, they're killing the business or things like that. What's your take on this whole situation being somebody who can s- 
you know work um, you know uh, older style and you can work the younger style per se yeah I, I ultimately I, I try to just present a style that I feel is is the most um, entertaining for for whatever audience I'm, I'm presenting it to um, you know my 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 general style tends to reflect a lot of old school sort of uh, beliefs you know the, the the way I was trained was was a very uh, sort of fundamentally based um, uh, uh, platform I, I, I suppose or a foundation is the word I'm looking for mm-hmm. um, so that's that's sort of what I what I base everything off of um, and when I'm uh, you know, when I'm adjusting to, to different crowds and, and different fan bases, that's when I sort of start to involve some of the, the newer stuff. You know, I, I, I obviously insert a lot of elements of athleticism and high flying into a lot of the stuff that I do. But I still try to do my best to, to make everything matter as much as I can. I mean, you know, I'm familiar with all those guys. You know, I've done Rip Rogers seminars. He and I even had a discussion on Twitter about the whole the whole situation. He's a, he's a big supporter I, I think people tend to give him and a lot of those other guys a, a, a bad rap, um, you know. The, and and vice versa, you know. I think a lot of the younger guys get a bad rap too. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think ultimately everybody's just in the business of of putting on the best show and and making the most money to sort of provide for themselves and their family and everything like that. I think we all understand um, that it's a balance between you know doing that and and sort of. Uh, um, there's also definitely like an underlying feeling that you need to quote unquote protect the business, which is, which is more or less sort of their way of saying you need to look out for people other than yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know, obviously even if you're making yourself a ton of money, um, if, if it's perceived to, to, to do bad business, then, uh, then, you know, it, it might make someone else, uh, lose money, which would be unfortunate. Um, so, it's it's obviously a balance um and we try to take all of that into account as as best we can but but uh but at the end of the day you know we're we're all we're all just doing the best we can so uh so that's 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 kind of ultimately where my where my stance lies with that do you find that maybe some of this stuff online, the social media, that it's kind of worked themselves into angles as well? Like some of the stuff where you'd see, you know, different wrestlers banter back and forth that, you know, that's starting to be like the new way to do an angle on Twitter? Sort of. I I, I think some guys definitely do that. I don't think it ever really works, to be honest. I You know, I... And, I, and I'm a big Twitter guy. You know, I, 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 I'm all over social media all the time, and I think it's a great platform and a great way to to present uh, whatever you want to present to fans. And maybe not necessarily character, but it's also it, it's it's sort of a balance between character and real life, where where you're just sort of trying to to attract the most uh, attention and uh, you know build your brand and however you want to do it. I think Twitter angles, you know, honestly don't work. Um, even, even at higher levels, I'll I'll, I'll see you know. Um, uh, Baron Corbin, for instance, I don't know if you followed his latest things where he's been, uh, you know, blocking guys, talking stuff about yeah. guys. See, it, it, I don't I don't think that's an effort on his part to to uh, 
pursue any sort of angle or anything like that. I, I think that's him um, trying to portray his character online, which is great. I think that's helpful. I think that advances the the company. But I don't think I don't I don't like if 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 I'm in an angle with someone in a in a promotion, I'm not gonna you know go to war with them on Twitter because ultimately like six people are gonna see it. Even even if it's even if it's more high profile than that, even if a ton of people see it, I don't think people watch the 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 product on television or DVD or whatever and and say oh you know they're they're fighting because they you know they fought on Twitter I don't, I don't think that's an effective tool I think you get a lot more out of uh, you know cutting it even if you're gonna if you are gonna use Twitter for something like that I think if you cut a promo even like a thirty second clip and post that on Twitter I think that gets you a lot more uh, bang for your buck as opposed to just kind of having a back and forth of words because uh, to me that doesn't I'm sure it might move the needle a little bit, but probably not as much as people would hope. Okay, well, now to get into some, you know, questions. Some people are wondering some things. There's rumors. There's different things out there. Um, I believe it was back in June. uh, There's reports that you were spotted at Full Sail University. What was the atmosphere like at Full Sail if you were there? And did you get a chance to meet any friends while you were there? (laughs) I've uh, I've been to, to Full Sail the past. Um, and it's, uh, it, I, I think it was in 2000 and when was it? 2014 is, uh, when I visited full sail university for the full time, I, I came down to, uh, to Florida to, um, to go to WXW, which is, uh, run by pops off of the wild Samoan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some pictures taken with my buddy, Harry, Harry Aaron, who's a wonderful wrestling photographer. He used to work for NXT for a very long time. So I got some pictures taken with him. He drove me over to full sail and we kind of walked around and and looked at the place and it was a, it was a wonderful facility. Um, it'd be, it'd be great to, 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 to work there in the, in the future. Um, but, uh, at, as of those uh, those reports, I can uh, neither confirm nor deny, nor deny them. I can take that. They are, so, they are um, in fact true or not. Um, so I'm not sure if you watched NXT TakeOver this past weekend. Um, we I did. did. We did see uh, the debut of Adam Cole, and it seems that he has an alignment now with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, where there's hints of a stable with former Ring of Honor stars. Now we have the recent signing of Leo Rush to the WWE. What's your take on these, you know, recent signings and what's transpired, the landscape of how things are going with NXT with all these Ring of Honor guys now starting to show up? I think it's great. I mean, all all four of those guys are 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 good friends of mine. Um they're they're wonderful guys and and very deserving it was it was great to see them on on a platform like that and to get a reception like that i'm sure leo is gonna uh get a a a similar reception um when his uh debut ultimately happens um it's 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 a great time i mean those guys were were awesome in the in the in the ring of honor locker room it was a very welcoming sort of atmosphere and it was it was a great place that i was able to call home for for a very long time and uh, I, I think that they're going to succeed on the on the platform that they that they currently have because they're the kind of guys who are going to succeed no matter where they go. So 
Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and Leo Rush are all at the Performance Center this week. Have you had a chance to talk with any of them this week? I talk to a lot of people <laughs> yeah. very, very often. I don't know if, you're, if, you, if, if you understand what I'm trying to get at. Um, have, you spo- have you spoke to them, say, in person at all this week? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. Not to your knowledge, okay. No. Um, and where are you currently based at at the moment? I'm kind of curious. Without getting into exact locations, I don't want people out in internet world to stalk you, but where's like where's home base at the moment? I uh, I live in Pepperell, Massachusetts. Okay, so that's where you're based out of, and um, that's. Is there any chances of moving out of that location, or? I suppose that would be my wife's decision ultimately. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and have you had that conversation at all? Uh, we've we've discussed moving in the past. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm I'm trying not to you know obviously. Uh, put you in situations where you feel uncomfortable with some of the questions. I'm just reiterating some of the questions that people have asked me, and I'm trying to do it in a way where you don't uh, have to flat out say yes or no. Um, at the beginning of the year, there was, um, you know, you you didn't re-sign with Ring of Honor, uh, and there was talk that the WWE pulled a contract offer back in January following a legal threat from the Ring of Honor. Do you have anything, without going into specifics, or any comments on that whole ordeal? I have zero knowledge of any of that, unfortunately. I, I've, I've heard the same sort of uh, rumblings that, that everybody else heard, and I, I, don't, I honestly don't know whether any of that is true or not. Okay. Um, so you're wrapping up your independent bookings, and you have a the final dates at the Battle of Los Angeles with PWG. I understand this is your first PWG show? It is, yeah. Okay, and that's September 1st to the 3rd. Um, You're doing, uh, on the 1st, it's a tag, you're doing a tag team uh, match? Yep, myself and uh, Keith Lee versus the Chosen Bros, Matt Riddle and uh, Jeff Cobb. Okay, and then you're actually in the tournament and you're facing Trevor Lee in the first round. Yep, that's uh, night two. Yeah, me, me versus Trevor Lee. First time matchup ever. Um, I'm not sure if you heard. Trevor Lee did recently make some statements on a GFW media call I was on. And he had some really, really um, interesting things to say about the 205 Live roster versus the X Division. He actually called the 205 Live roster garbage. I'm not sure if you heard any of those statements or if you watch both brands and if you see many differences as far as styles go. Um, I, I, I saw some, uh, some retweets, I think of his comments that were paraphrased. So I, I don't know whether they're accurate or not. Um, I was on the call. I heard him say it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, all right. I, I don't even remember he, what they he was said. most likely, you know, in character at the moment, but it did turn a few heads thinking, Hey, what are you, what are you saying? You know, on the GFW media call. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I watch I watch uh, sporadic sort of of, of both, excuse me, uh, sort of here and there. Um, so I can't really I can't really make a comment as to the overall product because I don't watch either of them uh, religiously. Um, that being the, the the 205 live show and the X division matches. 
um, is that what it's still called? X division. Yeah, it's, uh, GFW. They uh, they they still have the X division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I don't I don't watch either sort of religiously. So I can't I can't talk to the overall product, but I do know and have wrestled a lot of the guys on both of those products, and I know that they're supremely talented wrestlers. So so um, you know I, I I can't I can't speak to the the writing of the the show or the the storyline or the production or anything like that, but I do know that the talent on uh on both of those shows is is extraordinary so so they should be very proud of their rosters regardless so as far as what you are watching these days which which programming are you keeping up with if any oh i if if it's uh it's on tv that's usually a good start because that means i can dvr it but Mm -hmm. uh but most of the time it's uh i watch monday night raw uh smackdown on on tuesday and then nxt on wednesday and then just it's just a, a plethora of sort of youtube matches uh like, did uh, you catch any of the g1 with new japan or i did not no okay. that's that's uh, i i don't i i have very few subscription services so so that would be kind of difficult for me to to watch um for the most part i only see stuff if it's on uh, YouTube or I, I do have the high spots network okay. um, because there's so many companies that that I wrestle for that um, that are on the high spots network so so it means that I can watch back a lot of my own matches to, to study um, I watch you know a lot of matches from guys that I'm gonna be wrestling upcoming and things like that so with all that uh, and between that and the the, the WWE network um, you know my, my plate is totally full of 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 uh of wrestling so so that's that's sort of where where i am right now which which isn't to say i don't watch new japan matches i do i do occasionally but it's usually if someone references me to one Mm -hmm. uh because you know i I can't um uh, keep up with all the storylines and and things like that understandable and as far as you know like the uh, the ring of honor product are you watching any of that like weekly on syndication or anything or uh, if 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 uh, a match piques my interest here or there, I mean, I, I'm I'm so familiar with with all those guys that that for the most part there's there's not a, a a ton of them that I haven't studied a ton in the past. So I, I'm I'm usually looking for for new new stuff for for inspiration or whatever it happens to be. Um, but but occasionally if someone will send me a match, I'll watch it. Like some sometimes my buddies get dark matches with Ring of Honor, and I'll watch those. Um, I'm still good friends with Cody Rhodes, so I, I watched his uh, his title match from from Lowell um, mm-hmm. when he when he won the title. Um, and you know, occasionally I'll throw on a a, a pay per view if it's if it's live and I have access to it. Um, but I, you know, I, the the I'm honestly not even sure if I get the channel that it's on anymore. Yeah, it's on like so. usually like a Fox affiliate that like I get it here saturday nights around like nine o'clock it depends on which fox affiliate wants to play it that week yeah even when i was part of ring of honor it was it was hard it was hard because you know we we were all excited in new england when when we found out that that roh was going to start airing on uh nesson the new england sports network Mm -hmm. which is a channel in new england it's where the red Sox, you know play on totally aware of that yeah everyone was really excited for that and then come to find out that it's sort of sporadic and when it plays you know sometimes it was Sundays at 8 sometimes it was like Wednesday sometimes it got bumped to like Sundays at 10 so and sometimes it just didn't play at all sometimes it got bumped completely or in the middle of the night sometime I have noticed yeah so 
so the way that was happening was was kind of a turnoff. You know, I, people people appreciate the ease of something, especially when it comes to to pro wrestling. You know, because there's so much available so readily um, that when when something's just that you can just set your DVR and have it every week, that's nice. And and sometimes these television stations make it so difficult that it becomes such a turnoff to the to the product. Um, because I, you know, I'm like anybody else. You know, I, of course you can you can watch ROH. Uh, for free on your computer every 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 week if you mm-hmm. want, but but everyone likes watching things on TV. You know, I like the clarity of my TV. I don't have to worry about refreshing and reloading and stuff like that. Um, so if I'm going to sit back and enjoy a a, a weekly episodic uh, television program, that's that's what I like to do. I like to watch it every week and get invested in the storylines and things like that, and be able to sit on my couch and watch it. And it, you know, I, I like to do that on my on my my TV. So <laughs> so as far I, as uh the actual with the WWE programming raw smackdown nxt which one do you do you usually watch the most like you make sure okay i got to catch up on this program this week uh i'd say the one that i watch the most is probably raw okay. um and that's that's simply due to the fact that i usually don't have something to do on monday night it's like often my night off mm-hmm. uh so I like to sit back and just be a fan and, and watch wrestling because ultimately I think that's one of my favorite parts of, of being involved in pro wrestling is just being a fan. And I think that gets lost on a lot of pro wrestlers is they forget how to be a fan. But you can actually learn a lot from just being a fan and watching something as a fan. Um, so that's what I like to do on my Monday nights. Uh, a lot of times on Tuesdays I'm training or, or lifting or traveling or whatever it happens to be that, that gets me out of the house on a, on a Tuesday night. But uh, – but yeah, you, usually Monday night is the the I'm free the and and it's a you know I, a lot of people don't like the, the the length of the three hours, but I I enjoy it because it's you know it's great it's something to do for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you At the same time, back. though, some people um, you know with with SmackDown, I really like SmackDown because of the length, uh, and I love 205 Live. But I've noticed that you know there's something about 205 live that people just can't get behind the, the 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 matches are incredible it's just i don't know if people just don't want to see just wrestling they want to see more of a story which 205 is trying to do but it's just not gravitating with fans as much i did see a video from uh the barclays uh from yesterday where literally you could see at least a third of the, the audience just started leaving once 205 uh started taping yeah, again, I, I don't watch the show super religiously. It's you know, it's for whatever reason, it's it's. I think it's hard for people to get invested in in shows that are on streaming services. Um, for, for this is from personal experience, anyway. For me, I know it is. You know, I I I, I I've made a point since I, I've been watching forever. I've been watching uh, NXT weekly. And uh, when when I first started watching, it was on um, Hulu. Yep. So I had to I had to watch that on my my Roku player. Yep. This is all very old school sort of technology. Um, so uh, even though both of those things are still relevant today, but um, not to pro wrestling fans, I don't think anymore at this point. So yeah, I was I was watching weekly. Um, and it's it's difficult, you know. It's it's difficult to not 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 to physically difficult it's just it, with with so much going on in everybody's week it's almost difficult to remember to do it you know it's like oh it's 
it's uh, Wednesday or whatever, so there's a new a new NXT out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on my Hulu. I'm gonna go over to the, or I'm gonna turn on my Roku. I'm gonna go over to the Hulu channel. I'm gonna find NXT. I'm gonna play it. I'm you know I'm gonna watch an hour of this this program. So you have to remember to do all that. <laughs> Whereas if it's if it's on television, uh, you're just DVRing it or just watching it live, and and there it is. It's a couple clicks on something that you're already on. So that, that's kind of how my brain works, and I know I'm a, I'm a space cadet when it comes to remembering stuff. So I, I assume that other people are, are similar to me. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just difficult for people to, you know, to, to commit to watching something on their laptop or, or, or logging into the network on their, on their streaming device and whatever it happens to be. I, I, I find that it's a lot easier for, like, a pay-per-view, you know, because you, you know that it's coming. It's sort of hyped all day. They're talking about it all week on television. So you remember, oh, it's Sunday night at eight. I'm going to throw on my my laptop, or I'm going to set up my whatever device to to play it on my uh, on my TV, you know. And, the, and it's like once a month, so that's that's easy to remember. Um, but like every week is for me, it's like a it's like a commitment, and I, I and I, I do it with NXT, but it's 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 kind of like like even even tonight, for example. Like I planned on watching NXT, but then it, it wasn't on TV, so I got caught up with something on my laptop, and I still haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm going to watch it right after this interview, but like if something came up, then then that would get delayed, and now tomorrow I might not remember, you know. So just I don't know. Whereas like if if it were on TV tonight, I probably could have like put it on in the background or something, and then been watching different parts while I was cooking dinner or whatever, you know. So that's just kind of how my mind works and how my how I, I think a lot of other people sort of perceive stuff too. And, and obviously that's only a small portion of, of why people are watching or whatever. And there's, there's people who study television metrics who know a lot more about this than I do, but that's just sort of my personal perception of stuff. Um, just to let you know that the, the, the NXT tonight, they had Pete Dunne uh, team up with Wolfgang and uh, against Trent seven and Tyler Bate. And it was honestly, one of the best matches I've seen in NXT and I don't know how long. So yeah. I would definitely, uh, after this interview is done, tune in, even if it's just for that match. Cause it was amazing. Yeah. I heard, I heard, I, I saw the, the card for tonight. And all the matches looked great. And those guys are obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're friends of mine, you know, they're, they're great guys, obviously talents. So I, I would expect nothing else from the forum. Um, and speaking of this past weekend, they had SummerSlam. Did you catch the whole show? Because it was a long show. I just wanted to maybe get your input onto, um, you know, from from a fan's perspective, how you felt about that show being so long. I did, yeah. I watched the whole show. I, You know, maybe it's just me. I don't mind the long shows. You know, everybody else sort of complains about them. WrestleMania, to me, was was like excessively long you know I, I think that's just because i had something to do the next day and it, it went into like one in the morning or whatever it happened yeah, to it was like 12 30 when it was wrapped up finally I think. Yeah, yeah so so to me that was like almost cumbersome um but again it was wrestlemania so i was like ah eh, whatever i don't i don't mind i'll lose a little bit of sleep um even SummerSlam, you know was, they they started a little early it, it, it ended up going uh a, a little long so you know i i didn't I, I don't mind that, you know, to me, you know, I, I, I like stuff like SummerSlam and WrestleMania, you know, that's some of my favorite days of the year. So, of course. so if it, if it keeps going and keeps going, you know, that's, that's just more entertainment for me. And I, I enjoy that, but I, I understand other people have stuff to do and, and things to yeah. place the morning and, uh, 
you know that that makes sense. I mean, I know a lot of people consume a lot more professional wrestling uh, uh, streaming services than I do, or, or whatever happens to be. I, I watch. Don't don't get me wrong. I watch my fair share of professional wrestling. Um, it's my job to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> professional wrestling, so I so I watch a ton of it. Um, but I, I understand that that people are trying to you know keep multiple. Uh, storylines uh, all intact you know they're they're committed to five or six different products so when when one of the products that they they follow goes you know four or five hours or however long it was that maybe bugs them because they have so much other storyline and continuity to, to consume so so I understand you know the different arguments but for me on a personal level I, I don't I don't mind the the lengthy sort of pay-per-views to me it's just more uh, entertainment to consume. Do you find that maybe there's kind of like an information overload? Overload, sorry, these days. Because I know when I was growing up, it was you know like the big four pay per views. You know, you had your Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and then you know sprinkle in some of the WCW stuff, and that was you know it. Um, and then now it's like the sky's the limit of what you can watch. Do you think people are maybe a little bit spoiled right now and they don't know how good they have it, that they can see all of this stuff at, you know, a push of a button where back, back before, like I remember I had to, you know, you'd have to go rent the cable box to get the pay-per-view or go to a, you know, a CD bar to watch it. Do you think people are a little bit spoiled these days? Uh, I mean, we're, we're all, we've all been spoiled it's 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 all relative you know it yeah you know if you compare today to 10 years ago then we're spoiled compared to 10 years ago if you compare 30 years ago to 50 years ago then they were spoiled back then you know if you compare 100 years ago to 500 years ago then we're super spoiled uh at that point in time so you know that's just evolution of of humanity i i suppose you know we're, we're always advancing everything's always uh trying to to simplify and, and make things easier and make life a, a little bit easier and and uh, easier to consume stuff but another part of evolution in life is that people are going to find things to complain about so well, that so, is very true um, so people are always going to complain about something and things are always going to get easier so I guess, I guess we can always count on both of those things so growing up i assume you were a wrestling fan did you uh you know get, watch all the pay-per-views and uh, tune in weekly and things like that um, for a, for a window. Yeah. I, I'd say from like 1998 to 2002 or 2003 is when I was really watching all the pay-per-views and watching weekly on television. Um, that's when I sort of got into, uh, high school sports and had to sort of commit my, my nights and weekends to, to football and basketball and track and field. Um, and that lasted throughout, uh, throughout college until I graduated from graduate school, which was in 2011. And then in 2000, um, in 2011 is when I started watching wrestling again. So, so for, uh, since I was about, uh, 11 years old, um, if, if, uh, if sports weren't sort of interfering in the way, then, then yeah, I was, I was. A pretty big pro wrestling fan. And that was WWE and WCW, or more just WWE? Uh, more WWE. I, I didn't watch WCW for whatever reason. I I think we had, um, I think we had access to TB, TBS WCW. was the uh... TBS and TNT. I yeah. think it was on. So yeah. I, I think we had those channels at the time. I for whatever reason I didn't even know it was a thing. You know, I, I, 
that was that was kind of in the infancy of the internet so you know you really would have had to research it like i knew that it was on i didn't know what channel it was on you know th things were a little different back then you mm -hmm, know the, the tv guide wasn't really a thing you'd so have to it, flip open the tv guide book <laughs> yeah so so to me you know it, I, I just, you know, my brother was watching WWF, so I, I turned on WWF, and that's what we watched. You know, there wasn't much thought put into it. Okay, so before we wrap it up in here, you do have your final, and so this is your now your final indie dates. Is your last independent date is with PWG, or do you have any other um, indie dates booked past that? Those are it, just those three. That is it, and then one, two, three. Um, as far as after that are do you uh i know we don't want to speak on specifics just because you know sometimes you can't let any you know cats out of the bag or whatever would it be safe to say that you've decided your future after the pwg uh i i wouldn't say that it's a hundred percent set in stone but my my direction is uh is um pretty well considered i'd, I'd say at this point okay just because last time I believe it was, uh, I don't know what the last interview, maybe New Age Insiders. You were you were still on the fence of where you wanted to go. So have, has it, you know, moved up into a, a certain direction a little bit more than it maybe it was back then? Uh, been progressing sort of every okay. day. You know, you, you take everything with a, with a grain of salt. Never never sure what's, what's going to work and what's not going to work until you're you're uh you're standing in the center of the ring wherever wherever i may end up but uh and do you ha do you have a date that maybe you that you may be having you know where you where you figure okay well maybe you know once my pwg shows are done i want to know what i'm doing by this certain date do you have that in in mind I don't have an exact date, but I'd say pretty quickly thereafter pwg okay. i think um just because well, fans are wondering um, there yeah, is, no, I, I <laughs> you know, obviously you've probably heard all the rumors. There is uh, TV taping starting tomorrow. Uh, is it safe to say you're not going to be at any TV tapings tomorrow? I don't know. I you honestly don't. don't know. Okay. Uh, um, and there's also other TV tapings September 13th, I believe. So you don't know that as well. I have. 100% zero confirmation of, of zero either confirmation. of those things. So, so as so far I, as the rumors goes that, you know, you are um, maybe calling a place in Florida your new home, is that something that we should totally write off or should we just maybe just wait a little bit longer before we get any confirmation whether those rumors are 100%? Yeah, I, th I think I think confirmation will, will, will come sooner rather than later. Um, we'll... We'll we'll see ultimately where I where I I think uh, I think it'll it'll sort of make itself kind of kind of known uh, ultimately. Okay. So, but uh, ultimately, shortly thereafter, your PWG uh, shows you'll have a and a better idea of what's next for you. Yeah, with every passing day, I sort of have a better idea of of uh, of what's going on and, and, uh, solidifying sort of, uh, where, where I'm ultimately heading. But, uh, but yeah, sure. Shortly thereafter PWG, I think everything and, should and be sensible. just one final question. Have you been offered any deals with anybody that you can talk about? Just to oh, say I'm, yes. always, I'm, I'm always being offered deals. To be okay. completely honest. And any, any major deals that would, you know, maybe be a little bit more than just a, a you know, um, a small scale deal. 
with maybe a major company. Yeah, yeah, multiple. Multiple, okay. Yep. Well, that being said, Donovan, I hope to um, see you in uh, in the ring soon. Obviously, I, I'm, I can't be at the PWG show, uh, but I will be actually attending a, an NXT show in September in Toronto. I'm not sure if you'd make your way that way or if I'm going to see you continue on the indie scene. Next time, maybe I'm in uh, the Philadelphia area or Buffalo area. Maybe I might see you on a show there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And I do thank you for your time today, Donovan. Totally, man. Thank you. Okay. You have yourself a great night. Thanks, you too. Thanks.